Hi, I'm Anne, and I'm an Erper. And I'm Casey. I have no idea what an Erper is, but I want in. Join us on Why Not, a Winona Earp fangirl podcast, as I introduce Casey to my favorite show and find out if she has what it takes to be an Erper. Hi, and welcome back to Why Not, a Winona Earp fangirl podcast. Hey, Casey. Hey, Em. Casey laughs every time I do the intro. <laughs> why, why do you laugh like, every totally time I, I do the it's intro? It's you so try weird. to cover it up, but I can see out of the corner of my eye every <laughs> single time that you like just fall to pieces every time. Uh, I don't know why. I'm not sure why. It's a good question. And I don't know. Let's go on. So we're here to talk about why <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything to say before we jump on into it? Oh, hey, yeah. Uh, hey, Redmonds and uh, other listeners. Uh, I wanted to let you know that myself and my good friend Kat, we dropped a nude podcast. Did I just say nude podcast? It's not the kind like of podcast we dropped. Damn no, it. it was a new podcast called This Erper Life. And um, we put out our first episode and it is the music of Winona Earp. So at the end of this episode, after our music plays, I'll play a little teaser for you. If you haven't already listened to that podcast, I highly recommend it. Hmm, but Casey can't great. listen to it yet because there are spoilers. So sorry. So sorry. I had to, you know, I had to uh, Google one little phrase from this episode and I was so nervous, but I thought this has no way going to give out any spoilers and it didn't. So we were Okay, clear. good. Well, I mean, here's the thing. We're at least in season three now. Mm-hmm. So we, you've made it to the halfway point. So mm-hmm. we, we yeah, have I season think three I'm, and season four. I think I deserve a medal of some sort. I deserve something, something. You're an erper. That's that's true. I am. Okay. That's good. I mean, it's a reward in and of itself. Mm-hmm. All right. So okay. where are we? What are we doing? So we are on um, season three, episode one, right? Yep. Okay. Because when I was writing that down, all of a sudden I'm like, shit, was that episode two? But no, I know. It, it starts to all blur together after a while. Mm-hmm. It's called Red. Sorry, it's called Blood Red and Going Down. It's directed by Paolo Barsman, written by Emily Andres. Um, July 16th, 2018 was when it aired, and it was a song by Tanya Tucker. Oh, snap, coming in with the song. I just thought I'd uh, put that out there because I had to look it up because I was like, there's no way that there's a song named Blood Red and Going Down. Wrong. Tanya Tucker. There she is. Wow. I know. And can I say your audio quality was spot on playing that from your phone? No. Oh, from my phone, was it? (laughs) No, but it was awesome. No, but your (laughs) audio quality is much better. So don't let your kids play with the new microphone. They haven't yet. Because, um, you know, the Redmonds want you to do ASMR from now on. And I don't think I can get behind that. I didn't get any... um, prepared you didn't get any chips or did i oh good lord That's a monster. <laughs> okay so am i am i setting the scene or are you who's starting here no you can set go oh uh, because you don't want to say where we are that's right 
Oh, but the Redmonds want you to read and narrate fan fiction (laughs) and you can't even say where the opening scene takes place. How are you going to do that? You know what I was thinking about when I saw that it was at the P-Dub was that um, my mom's favorite weed, she has two favorite weeds. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) your mom's favorite weed. Back up because we got to dive into that. (laughs) sister mary Um, ellen doing the mary jane what no she has two favorite weeds one of them is queen anne's lace and the other one is p dub so when i was younger i would always say mom look at there's pussy willows there's pussy willows and then i got older and i knew like that word and i was like oh god my mom would talk about them and i'm like can't see that word mom oh my gosh I know. So I'm still stuck thinking your mom was smoking weed, but all right. So we <laughs> open up. Un- it's, who knows? I'm not going to start rumors about your mom no. at this point, right? right. Maybe, maybe earlier on. But so we start <laughs> opening scene. We're at Pussy Willows. And I'm just going to say, I just don't know why you're such a prude here. And Waverly and Hot are talking about how ever since Doc and Winona gave the baby up, Winona has been very focused and drunk. Oh, so very drunk. And oh, so very drunk. drunk. And then Waverly says, come on, Winona, don't irp this up. And uh, and then we see Winona on the mechanical bowl. She's got a drink in hand. She's spilling her plastic cup of beer all over the place. And I'm flashing back to my mechanical chili pepper (laughs) days. Didn't we go to a another bar in Appleton that was across from the convention center that had a mechanical bowl in it? You've said that before. You've said you've you've implied that we have. Oh, wait. Yes, it was you, me and Maurice. And it was like this. It was weird Park Central. It's a place with lots of bars bars in the. mm, That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. Okay, you're right. Oh my god! I can't believe my. I think I I totally um, ask Mo about it. I will. Okay. Anyway, so uh, chili pepper flashbacks, and then she's like, "That's how you herb it, girls and boys." And then she leans over and hurls. (laughs) Like, at what point do you think there needs to be some sort of intervention for Winona? There's not going to be. She's a grown adult. She's she she's she's drinking too much. She's going through. She's coping in an unhealthy manner. I think it's going to catch up with her. Okay, Dr. Ann, go ahead. Uh, this is my podcast now. It's called Therapy. <laughs> uh, and then Waverly and Hod are on a rooftop with guns, and they're all sexy and talking like sexy gun talk, which I never thought I'd ever say. And Nicole says, you don't even like the dragon off. You said it lacks grace. And Waverly says, I don't need grace. I need steely Soviet precision. And then we see Winona being yeeted out of the bar. Mm-hmm. And then there's some dickheads talking about how she lost her baby <sighs> boobs and all this other mean shit. Gross. And then she gets up and kicks the crap out of them. And then at some point, Doll steps in to help toward the end. And he's like, we got a runner. <laughs> then my notice mm-hmm. says, I also got a gunner and pulls out <laughs> Peacemaker. And then they go after him. Uh, but before she does, she gives Dolls a little peck on the cheek. Yeah, that was cutesy. Smoochy smooch. And then. 
Uh, Waverly shoots at one of the revs and misses, and then Hot's like, hmm, Steelitz, uh, or Soviet Precision, you barely grazed him. And then Waverly says, wow, so competitive. And Hot's like, ooh, so cocky. And it was hot. That was a hot scene. And then they go in for a kiss, and Winona Interruptus happens, and she yells, yo, PDA, focus. And then um, in the alleyway, we see Jeremy and Doc, and they kind of pop out to help. And then... um, I guess it turns out the gang is asking around town, uh, asking the revs where Bolshar is and they don't know. And then there's that nice scene where they're all like strutting down the alleyway, talking all bad. What did you think about when you saw them strutting down the alleyway? What popped in your head? Nothing. Why? Oh, really? Yeah. Mine immediately when I saw that, I was like, it was like the wizard of Oz with Dorothy, the tin <laughs> man, the lion and the scarecrow. I see it now. Uh, and then they're talking about how they have the ghost river triangle under control. <laughs> they're like all smooth. And Winona totally slips on the sign. <laughs> it just goes from like swagger to just, you know, a mess yeah. in a second. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so uh, then we're at the purgatory sign mm-hmm. and there's Nedley and a new guy are in the cop car and they're kind of waiting around and the new guy apparently never is going to have kids ever because he slept with the radar gun on his nads and so he's been zapped um but in front of them all of a sudden there's this like big huge tour bus that comes bopping on down the road and then it stops right before the purgatory sign and and i was like what the fuck is this i don't i didn't understand what was happening um and then the doors open and all this purple smoke comes billowing out and out walks depeche mode (laughs) (laughs) i mean erasure (laughs) oh erasure um and then i said i I tried to discover (laughs) Little something to make me sweeter. We could make love not war. I just added oh that God, to a playlist the other day. Oh, you really? want me to send you my high school playlist? That would be fantastic. I just started when I have two. I have high school rap. <laughs> and I just have a high school playlist. I'll have the high school playlist. Yeah, I'll please. send you a link. Don't worry. Thanks. Um, and it wasn't the Prince of the Revolution. Nope. It was a woman just comes out with her gang and walks up to Nedley asking if um, it was a Ghost River Triangle. Oh, but before she does that, she says, Joe Regalt. Oh, is that what you had to Google? Joe Regalt. Oh, are you Regalt. French now? Maybe a little bit. Joe Regalt, <laughs> which means good morning. Oh. And, um, and so she comes up and, and she's asking if this is the ghost river triangle and nedley says well i suppose it depends on who's asking and um then the creepy dude behind her says your master nedley's like say what huh but then before he can even say anything she touches his face mm-hmm. like runs her, his her hands down the side of his cheek and um she says oh, aren't you gonna uh, ask us in I think or something like that and nedley all googly eyes was like yeah come on in um and then so they drive in and he's like it's about time we had some vampires in here and in drives the blood sucker bus and i swear to god at this point i was watching this and immediately i was like this better not be a motherfucking dream sequence because i hate nothing more than dream sequences is it weird i mean the whole episode i couldn't tell well, we watched the and whole we episode. The, 
Yeah, but then we get to the end and you know what happens. And I'm like, if this is like a coma dream or something, I'm going to be pissed. We'll see. But I have a lot of questions. And first of all, so does Cactus Erper from Twitter. Okay. They want to know, Casey, if you could, yes, if you could glamour any character on the show for one day, who would it be and why? Oh, one character from the show? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, Waverly is already always like so dressy and cutesies and everything. Um, I would say the Iron Witch. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> what is your end game here? <laughs> I, what? Because <laughs> glamour is that just means like I think they just means they fall them. in love with they you. Follow. Oh, oh. I, I don't know quite honestly I'm going by assumptions I've never googled it but it seems like they'll like they're under your spell like I don't know if they're in love with do I have to google this quickly no yeah hey google what does it mean when a vampire glamours you because hot when she they were by According the stairs to True blood wiki fandom glamour <laughs> is a supernatural form of mental compulsion or influence that is specific to vampires it doesn't really uh, clarify okay. anything, Google. You suck. Um, so you, they're like under blood your... Blood wiki? <laughs> um, yeah, truebloodfandom.com, blood wiki. Who knew? Um, oh. So they're under your influence. So it sounds like they'll do whatever you want. Gosh. I mean, does it go like they do whatever I want, like stuff around the house or sexy You're- time? Whatever you want. Mm. I don't think there are a lot of vamping rules. Okay. If it were stuff like I just needed to get done, it would be done. <laughs> okay. And if it's it was gonna fix some time, shit up. Yeah, I just yeah. need to get some shit fixed around the house. And then um otherwise I would say why not? Mm, okay. Yeah, I would go to like one of the Holy Trinity mm-hmm. for sure. Um you would go Mercedes. I- shit why do i always like leave her out but she's dead so like can i count her anyone now? from the cast okay future or present yeah i can't i can't pick one this is like an impossible question it, okay and it's a character yeah 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 well i it would I'm either sure be hot it would either be thought hot. about this that's why it's an impossible question because I thought too much <laughs> about this. Okay, yeah, it would either be it would either be Mercedes or hot. For okay. sure. For sure. For sure. Okay. Good okay. question. Okay. Um, okay, so yeah. And then no, you were on this. And then as oh, yeah, the bus right. pulls away, we see that <laughs> yeah. Lonnie is dead, right? Yeah, he's dead. He's gonna miss the whole party. But also, how does vamping work? Like, so if a vampire they can either bite you and turn you into another vampire or they can bite you and you die. Where's the great, like, where's the fine line there? Um, well, what I know yeah. about vampires. Is this from your entry on wiki, <laughs> vamp wiki, blood wiki? No, this is from, this is from my obsessive watching of um, Twilight a thousand times. <laughs> like, is there a degree of sucking? Does it depend on the sucking degree? Like, they either um, suck you dry or they <laughs> just a little bit suck you and you turn into a vampire. 
Oh my god, shut up. <laughs> I'm you have to stop. <laughs> you just don't like that I keep saying sucking. Yeah, please let's move on. Okay. And... I I just want to know is like if you're dying and then someone can they turn sucks you into you? a vampire? <laughs> sucks you? Could they turn you into a vampire? Or like if why did Lonnie die? Twilight? Yes, they can. I don't know if I watched all of them. Right, but never mind. I understand what you're saying. You, like, okay, did, did, did he Lonnie... suck all Lonnie's blood out and that's why he's dead? Maybe there's it's a mindset. Like, you know, if we see later that the mask lady wanted to have Doc join them. Right. So how would he join them? Right. Do you just bite? Him just oh, being... is it a bite versus a suck? Let's move on. <laughs> I just, I don't want, I feel uncomfortable <laughs> talking about this. We're going to go Oh my forward. God. Okay. Okay. <laughs> go on. You want me to take the next scene? Okay. Yeah. You're done. All right. So then we're at the homestead and we, again, we see another one of those good aerial shots where you see Hot's car and Waverly's Jeep. And oh then, goodness. yeah. And then we see Hot and Nicole waking up in bed together and Hot's feet are hanging off the bed. Waverly girl, get a bigger bed. Your girl is tall. Like, she's like on one of those. It's like her bed is one of those showroom beds that aren't a real size of a bed. Like when you go to Ikea and it's like not <laughs> yeah. the real size. And you, yeah. Um, like at Kohl's where it's just. Yeah, like it's like a half a bed. bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, morning waves, morning bonus blankets. And then uh, she asks if Waverly slept okay. And then she jokes that she did, but that she had the weirdest dream that Nicole was married. And Nicole's like, really? Because I had a really weird dream that you were making out with a hot remnant in a hot tub. And then she jokes that it sounds like a nightmare, but goes on to say that it felt like a nightmare fighting with her, but the making up part. And then I just wrote brown chicken, brown cow. And they're kissing. And then we hear distant sounds of grunting coming from the barn, but <laughs> that made me real nervous. I first. know it's not the kind of grunting we were hoping for. Mm-mm. It turns out that um, Winona and or no, so then Waverly looks out the window and talks about how Winona has been out in the barn all night. And then mm-hmm. she goes to check on her, and Nicole gets a phone call from the sheriff, and she has this worried look on her face. I like how Nicole um, she like <clears throat> the sexy out of her voice hello this is nicole right like yeah (laughs) i didn't just wake up i just wasn't going to i just yep okay so then (laughs) then where are we we go to the barn and um where doc and winona are sparring and winona kind of like spins doc around and she wins this um event and she's holding a fake knife up against um doc's throat and says um that's that's it no sarsaparilla soaked clap back about my form and my form that i work my ass off getting back into shape and then dolls doc says that um she looks great and almost like it never happened at all ouch that hurt i know you could see it's all sad doc Mm -hmm. and then waverly stops in have you been at it all night to tra- training all night <laughs> Doc um, starts getting ready to leave while Waverly is telling him that um, what they're doing isn't healthy and even superheroes need sleep and Winona can't imagine what Bullshire is all that Bullshire is all tucked up into his jammies 
Um, and apparently this is when we hear that they haven't heard from him in 19 weeks. So it's been 19 weeks since. Right. Which is like. This has gone by. 4.37 months. Just off the tip of my head. I totally didn't do the math on that. Um, is that something? Is that one a year? <laughs> no, I just have. I just. I was like 19 weeks. How long is that? But so that means Alice would be like four, almost five months old now. Mm -hmm. They just, you rarely get a time reference. So whenever there's a time reference and I get a chance to notice it, then I try to piece together the larger timeline. Okay. So I'm like, so time has passed. Okay. I'm not, I'm not Easter egging you. Don't try to freaking guess or, my Easter eggs I, now. If this comes, I'm going to remember this one. If this comes back, I'm going to be like, well. no, I did the math. I, okay. So Doc seems all pissy and he leaves to open the bar. And um, that's when Winona goes and starts sipping on some whiskey. And she tells Waverly that Doc won't touch her unless they're training and won't talk to her unless he's angry. So she just keeps him training and angry. And Waverly says that Doc just needs some time and that, you know, breaking this knob gobbling curse is going to help too. And that cracks Winona all up. And I do need to say that Waverly is standing there in the barn with a white fluffy coat in the morning and she looks heavenly. She looks as if she just got out of a, like a big, huge fancy dinner or an awards banquet or something. I just thought it was like, really? It seems know, like the oh, perfect so coat nice. to throw on to go traipsing out to the barn, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like made of Muppet fur or something. Yeah. It's so cute. And then Waverly tells Winona to keep the faith about Doc. He loves you, Winona. We all do. And do you think he walks... loves Winona? Yeah. Yeah. I just have that in my notes. Oh, yeah, I do. I do think so. Um, and then in walks Hot, and she's interrupting, which normally would be Winona's job. Right. But Hot doesn't even really say anything. And then Winona's kind of watches her face and she goes, is it a black badge case? And then Waverly's like, no, no more black badge. Okay, is it an us case? And Hot thinks that it's an all hands on deck situation. Mm -hmm. She's weird. Yeah, she's acting real strange. And Winona and Waverly kind of look at each other with this concerned look on their faces. Mm -hmm. Like nobody, like Winona doesn't even make a quip. No, nothing. They just had her out. Yeah, they walk out holding hands too. Just that was cute. Oh, they did. I didn't know this. Yeah. That's sweet. Sisters. Um, and then we're back at Pussy Willows. And uh, Waverly says, I can't remember the last time we were here. And Winona's like, right? Waverly's like, <laughs> we were here last night. <laughs> it's like she's trying to make a joke. But Winona's like, yeah, me either. So, yeah, again, maybe maybe lay off the drinking a little bit. And Waverly mentions that Mama used to love this place, and it used to be called the County Line Saloon. And then she wondered if Mama had left them to do the rodeo circuit full time on her magical Pegasus jelly bean. Good goofball. <laughs> and then Nedley busts out, and he kind of scares them. He's wearing this neckerchief, which does not go unnoticed by the girls, and they make fun of him. And he's being all weird and says that, they shouldn't be there and that they don't want to go see what's inside. And Winona makes some Jason Momoa jokes and her dimples were extra dimply there. They were. And I can't believe you're just skipping over these things. Why? That was hilarious. What she said. <laughs> she just makes some Jason Momoa jokes. <laughs> uh, I was 
stuck in the craters of her dimples. Cause I was like, why is her face look extra dimply here? Mm-hmm. They do. And, and Waverly has bangs. Did she just get those bangs? Has it been a few episodes now? The no, I noticed them. Well, I noticed them at the first scene. Has it been a few? This is the new season. So oh, she yeah. didn't so, have yeah. them. Yeah. And, but I noticed when they were on the roof, I was like, cute bangs. Yeah. My notes is just all highlighted. Dimples, extra dimply. Waverly has bangs. Why am I just now noticing this? <laughs> uh, and Natalie says, uh, Nicole's inside. And I promise you, they didn't do this. And then I also have a note about Waverly's boots because they were really something. Were they? I they were like wedges it. with fur, but boots. Shoot. Yeah, they had a heel. Um, but so now we're inside and we have bodies everywhere, bloody bodies. And Nicole is there and she says, as far as they can tell, they all died at the same time with some kind of serrated blade. And I'm like, what are we talking about here? Bread knife? Like I immediately went to a saw. (laughs) Okay. But is that serrated? Oh yeah, I guess I was thinking. Are you saying serrated? Yeah. Is that not how you say it? It's serrated. <laughs> Some type of serrated blade. Problem is pronouncing things. I've just be- I've just made it my thing now. I've just given up. <laughs> I just purposely say things wrong. Uh, but yeah, I have serrate- serrated blade. This is serrated. And then also, Nicole kneels down on one knee in a puddle of blood. What the fuck, Nicole? Damn it! Really? Yeah, blood everywhere. She takes a knee. She was acting real strange. Super, super strange. And she says out loud, um, you know, where's the murder rep weapon and who arranged them this way? They've been arranged very deliberately. And she's uh, Waverly says that, well, even for purgatory, this is bad and that she's never seen anything like this. And then Nicole says, I have. <gasps> and that BBD has been tracking these massacres since the 1920s. They call it the cult of Bolshar. Dun, dun, dun. You're in a cult, call your dad. And <laughs> there are 16 victims in total. Um, some are employees, vagrants from the alley. Some were mm-hmm. awesome customers, apparently. And then they think it happened right before opening. But what time does Pussy Willows open? Because they were just there the night before. When did this happen? Well, so let's just pull the thread the for a minute. Let's say closing time is 2 a.m. What time does the strip club open back closing up? Time. Mm-hmm. Um, probably a strip club, maybe, maybe around two in the afternoon, if I were to guess. Okay, I don't know. But weren't they just okay? So they woke up late because I was assuming it was morning. They just woke up, but they had to get dressed and stuff. They didn't go over in their pajamas. All right, fine. See, here we go. I'm pulling the thread too hard. I have too many questions sometimes. That's why I need a fifth season. Mm. I need this question answered. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Winona wants to know how long Nicole has been working on this BBD case. She's like, mm-hmm. What's going on? And she goes on to explain that when she first heard the name Bolshar, when faux Mercedes said it right before Winona shot the widows, it twigged something in her like she had heard it before. So she asked dolls about it. And Winona says dolls, as in Agent Xavier Pamela dolls. And Nicole <laughs> says, yeah, I'm pretty sure his middle name's not Pamela. And Winona says, well, do you know what it is? Yeah, her voice is so funny when she did that. <laughs> like, do you know? Um, but just so you know, in the fandom, mm-hmm. everyone's middle name is Pamela. 
So like anytime someone will say like something on Twitter or in a panel or something, if, if I were to be like, Casey, say your middle name, say your last name. I would say Casey Pamela. Yeah. So like if I've like I've joked on Twitter before with Kevin and Uh I've said Kevin Pamela Batchelder. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) So that like everyone's just funny. Yeah. So everyone's middle name is just Pamela at this point. So whenever you see that, that's that joke. Gotcha. Um, And then Waverly's like Bolshar as in our Bolshar. (laughs) Who I known as like, um. Sweetie, do you know another Bolshar? Like it's a common yeah. name or something, right? Right. And uh, her point is that until Bobo and the widows brought him back, he was entombed for 130 years. So mm-hmm. how could he have been involved with the previous massacres? Mm-hmm. And then Winona hears something. And um, Waverly says, oh, my God, have you seen this? And points out something. And then Nicole starts having a panic oh, attack. Yeah. And we've never really seen Nicole like weirded out by anything before. She's Mm-mm. usually pretty rock solid. And it's someone's stomach carved with a symbol. And then was it the same symbol that was the the bodies were laid out in? I think so. Okay, that's what I thought too. And then Winona's like, come on, let's get you some water, which hydration cures everything, just so you know, just to hydrate people. This when okay. in doubt. You got a headache, hydrate. You think you're gonna throw Thank up? Thank you. Just hydrate. Um and Winona's going to see what she heard to see where the sound came from. Mm-hmm. And she comes face to face with some weird beret wearing guy. And she quips that um, the bull's out of order on the count of some hella homicide and some puke, which was her yeah. puke. And then he <laughs> slaps a bloody hand on a poster on the wall. Uh-huh. 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 Did you want me to say what the poster was Qu- now or later? Well, no, because I need to know because it said queen of um, the rodeo. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, in the beginning, in the parking lot, Waverly had mentioned she thought that maybe she ran off with the rodeo. I'm looking at your face because I'm looking for some sort of clue as if I'm, I'm going to tell right you track. in like two more scenes. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> so now we're in the bathroom of Pussy Willows. Go. Oh, I didn't like this at all. So you there didn't? Any- I didn't like this at all because I was like, something is not right. What is happening? And Waverly um, was kind of, it was like, she was talking to herself. Like hot wasn't even in the stall. There was no noises. And she was talking about um, how, about Winona and doc and how hot is usually her rock. And there she is having a panic attack. And um, she checks on Nicole kind of bangs on the door and like looks under the door i guess and because she was super quiet and she stands up and turns around and ah there's somebody standing there Mm -hmm. and waverly um says that oh my gosh she scared her so much she made her pee a little but luckily she's in the bathroom and um she asks the person were you hiding oh my gosh you know but obviously she's a vampire because there's no reflection and um she touches waverly's cheek and and Waverly's like, are you going to kill? Did you kill them? Are you going to kill us? And she's acting like all innocent. And um, the person's like, you know, probably not. We're going to need you as a tribute. And then Hot comes out. Oh, because um, Waverly go- said something about her being super beautiful. Right. And then Hot comes out and she's like, and I love her. Her name, name is, is Petra. Petra and, I love and I love her. her. And Waverly gets ex- my ovaries released an egg when she said that because she says that's so 
that whole scene. I love that scene. The way she uh-huh. says her name is Petra and I love her. <laughs> I was like, really? Because I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? No, I, really <laughs> I love, love that her. scene. I, and then Waverly gets all excited and she's like, great, best crime scene ever. What? She's being sarcastic. I was so confused. And again, if this is a goddamn <laughs> and then that's when Winona finds the bloody handprints and it says that something about a rodeo queen and that she's and then she yells that she has to run an errand so what is it so yeah so Wynonna is re-entering <laughs> Pussy Willows she looks at the poster of the Bray guy and it's of Michelle Gibson aka Mama Earp okay. from 1996 and it mentions her as the rodeo queen and then she oh. yells to Waverly that she's got a jet because she has a mother of an errand to run. Is that what she said? Yeah. Fun. Okay. She was, a, she was a rodeo queen. How did Waverly guess that? Did she have some sort of insight? No, they talked about her being a rodeo queen. They talk about the rodeo all the time. Last season, when Nedley was getting the shit kicked out of him by Mercedes, not Mercedes. Yeah. Yeah. Widow Mercedes. Yeah. He's like, this isn't my first rodeo. You know, we used to have a rodeo here. Oh. Mm. He said, this isn't my first demon rodeo. And he goes, you know, we actually had a demon rodeo. So do you think that Mama Earp's just been milling around purgatory? I can't tell you what I think because I know things. Oh, I've seen things, Casey. I've been to the other side. Why are you so weird tonight? <laughs> God. <laughs> you need to go to sleep. <laughs> um, that could be it. <laughs> um, so I'll I'll take this next one, okay? We're at shorties? Yeah, we're at shorties. And Doc is like asleep on the bar and he yeah. wakes up and um he hears something going down in the basement. But Bef- before he hears something in the basement, he's like you know getting a shot i don't know what he's doing getting a shot or whatever he's doing drinking something and there's this fancy man just sitting next to him at the bar with a t-shirt that's all like sparkly and stuff and i was like is that a vampire just chilling at the bar did you notice that no oh never mind then so um he hears something going on in the basement and he goes down there and who is it but it's jeremy also we have not mentioned the mustache on jeremy yet why have we not not mentioned that that is so strange that we didn't say anything yet i think this is the first time we see him in this this no he was in the beginning he was there in the beginning with getting beat he was almost going to get beat up by the rev at the outside the pussy willow when the gang was walking down the street and they looked like the Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. <laughs> he had it there, too. Yeah. So he's um, down in the basement and he's like got these big red headphones on and he's like just jamming out, doing some sort of weird dance Very weird against dancing. the pole. And um, Doc surprises him. He's like, that wasn't that wasn't one direction. That, that wasn't one direction. And um it was One Direction. Yeah, and one direction. he's down there and he's tweaking Doll's drugs. 
Um, and then he says, it pains me to tell you, Doc, that uh, you don't look as dapper as usual and asks if he's not, if he's sleeping. And sure enough, he's not sleeping. And Jeremy says that it could be male postpartum. Um, but then we see the fucking purple fog come down mm-hmm. the stairs and it takes over shorties and all of the Patriot, all the, um, the pe- Patriot, no, pa- oh my God. What are those people called? Patriots. <laughs> that's like Patreon. And now you started saying Patreon and that's stuck in my head. Patriots? Are Patrons. they very American? I don't know. Where are we going with this? <laughs> no, I forgot. They're <laughs> Whatever. They got customers. Customers. Oh my God. Why did you find a new word? Oh, oof. Oof. <laughs> And they all got bit, but um, so patrons, patrons, write it down, make a note. (laughs) We don't ever need that word ever again. So, Doc is like trying to like throw punches in the air through the fog, and he um gets lassoed by his feet and dragged off. And then Jeremy's approached by this vampire, and he goes, I'll do anything for you, my liege. And he um, then goes, I have to ask, thoughts on Twilight? (laughs) (laughs) You've been waiting for Twilight references to come around. That and werewolves. It's the best line so far. Um, And then we see the girl with the weird face bead thing on her face. Who is that sexy lady vamp? Well, we'll find out later. And then we're in prison. And Winona walks in and sits down and says, look, I know you told me not to come back here, but we need to talk about him. So start talking, Mama. Okay, go on. And we see Mama Earp, played by Megan Follows, who's a big time Canadian actress. And oh, really? Best known role is for Anne of Green Gables. Oh, <gasps> my favorite. Yeah, she's a big deal in Canada. She's a big deal. Um, Winona goes on to say that there have been a buttloads of murders, which we all know in the fucking measure scale is a lot. I think it's more than a shit ton. Um, I think a buttload is just, it's a lot. What is wrong wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) Mom was kind of zoning out and ignoring Winona. Right. Until she says that it has to do with the cult, the cult of Bolshar. You've said his Mm -hmm. name to me before, and she wants to know how she's connected to him. And she says that mama says that the voice tells her things about him Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. warns Winona that she's going to get her little sister killed. Mm -hmm. And mama gets up and walks away yelling to like the ceiling. My daughters are off limits. Do you hear me? I thought she was just yelling to the employees but apparently she was yelling to the voices i didn't notice that until it was like my second watch and i was like oh Mm -hmm. now i get it yeah um so we're back on the bus and doc is all tied up by that mask girl and she they have this like back and forth about how she was looking for doc and they're kind of like poking poking at that that conversation back and forth and um then she finally says that she had that he has to prove that he's doc mm-hmm. um and because she wants him to turn into a vampire but again 
they have to prove that it's him first. I didn't really follow this conversation very well, but the gist is, is that um, they have to prove that it's Doc. She yeah. already knows it's Doc. Is he, here's know the thing. She's got a, his, she knows him from the past, right? Which, yeah. Again, I glossed over this in my other watches before and I paid more attention to it this time. Because um, I did gloss over it a little bit. Yeah. But so I caught it this time. And so she knows him from the past and she's like, you don't really seem uh, much like, you know, John Henry Holiday, because remember, he's not he's not immortal anymore. So he's acting different. Right. Mm -hmm. And she's like, she just is like, you know, he doesn't really have the gusto of this legend uh, that she knows Mm -hmm. from back in the day and that he has to in order to prove he's Doc Holiday, he has to endure. And then she starts electrocuting him, which yeah, I totally did not pick the up the first time. Which oh, for real? I, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, but that it makes sense. Like if you're if you're a John Henry Holiday, this isn't going to bother you because you're immortal, right? But he but he isn't anymore. That's true. Right. That makes sense. So this is going to hurt a little <laughs> bit more than it would have before. Yeah. Okay. Now I get it. Yeah. Right. I just kind of watched that scene. And I was like, Meh. it was like you in the, um, whatever scene that was that you're totally blowing off last time. <laughs> oh, in the mine. Like, I was like, uh, yeah, weird shit, nah, weird blah, husband blah, shit. Blah, 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 electrocution. Yeah. Blah, blah. <laughs> um, so then we're back in the jail and this is cr- okay. Why is talking to some dude must be like the main, like the warden maybe? dude or whatever. Yeah. The warden warden and um she's like she's over she's over medicated she's under medicated she's not making any sense blah 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 um and also why hasn't she had a parole hearing in eight years Mm -hmm. i'm sorry but she was at the river in the in the last episode of season two she was at the river they were overlooking a river and okay so this is this is an issue. This has just recently come to my attention in a chat group, and I was blown away. What? I had never thought about the river thing versus the prison thing. I had never even thought about her being in two different places, right? Turns out the lady at the river isn't even the same actress. Uh-huh. Exactly. Um and so that was just like a hallucination, maybe, where like a, like she goes here to talk to Mama in her mind, is how people that I've chatted with are interpreting that. Okay, so I did I because it doesn't make sense, right? Like she's been in there for eight years, right? But at the good catch okay. because I was like, whoa, I didn't even put that together. I just thought she ended up in jail after the river scene well that's what i was assuming the whole time up until that point where they said that and i was like "Mm -hmm." um but then so anyway so all of a sudden then dolls is there and he steps in and he throws up his badge and um he's demanding mama's records right so then they go into the truck and there's dolls and he's eating this cheeseburger like he's never eaten a cheeseburger before <laughs> and he kind of says that um he's been trailing her because she asked like how did you know that my mom was even here how did you know that i was here <laughs> um but anyway since the baby and um dolls says that she thought he thought she would be madder 
and she thought that he didn't do dairy so they're kind of flipping back and forth and he goes sometimes you just need a cheeseburger you know um and Winona doesn't even know why her mom was in jail or I don't know if it was a jail but maybe a mental institution or something like right. that um and all she remembers is that she was taken away and they were supposed to tell Waverly that she ran off oh okay so they were probably yeah. telling her she ran off with the rodeo <sighs> okay I got you now um and then they talk about how Bolshar's back and but these massacres have been happening happening far before he was brought back so um, then dolls puts down a sandwich and it looks like he's about to like really have a deep conversation with Winona. Um, but then he backs off and suddenly leaves the truck and then right. gets out of the truck and turns around and bada bing, there's Petra, Petra the vampire. Um, and he goes, vampires, of course there would be vampires. And then she touches dolls cheek. Mm-hmm. Now he's glamored. And then we're back in the stripper bus and doc is um you know going back and forth with the sexy lady vamp (laughs) and he's saying that he does not want this and she's like my kin will not believe that this quivering mess is doc holiday Mm -hmm. and he doesn't understand why they came back to the ghost river triangle for him and she says that they came back um to watch when he takes his power back meaning bolshar and then, well, he says, Bolshar, and she shushes, shushes him, like, and says that, that, yeah, that he shall not be trifled with. And that um, everyone, everyone must pay him, Bolshar, fealty. And um, Doc says, this all feels awfully personal, like they know uh-huh. each other. And then he says, Countessa. And she knocks him out and says, <laughs> and you're still an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. So then we're at the homestead and Waverly drives up and there's the purple fog coming out of the barn and um, she goes, sexy fog. Sexy and she's pink going fog. in and she goes in and she goes, she kept saying, please be a surprise Rihanna concert. Please be a surprise Rihanna concert, which I thought was pretty funny. And um, she's walking through then all of a sudden, wow, this dude, I screamed when that guy like jumped out in front of her. And um, the next thing that we know, we see is her like really excited walking into the homestead and she's got looks like she has scratches all over her or something and she's like fire up the jeep we gotta warn everybody that the vampires are responsible for the murder buttload she did say murder buttload right yeah yeah and then um right away you can just kind of tell something's wrong because there's hot and waverly and jeremy and they all um look all sexy and sassy looking and um she goes wait or why not it goes taco tuesday is now a formal affair like what the fuck and hot asks why is she not glamorized and um then all of a sudden like hot knocks her over the head with something and um they're talking about how they can't kill winona they love winona but what are they supposed to do so they say that they're going to get her ready and deliver her in the casket that happens to be behind the stairs where you keep your caskets your coffins <laughs> obviously obviously and then yeah, I have four of them back there, just ready to <laughs> just roll. Getting ready, right? Ready for the vampires. You can get them at Costco. So, mm-hmm. um, and then we're at the Gardner Mansion, 
and it is a lit vampire party and there's bisexual mood lighting everywhere and it's just like a beautiful fairy tale porno um i think i've been to this party but it was way less formal and involved ring pops (laughs) i think (laughs) in a warehouse in milwaukee um And Jeremy and Nedley are talking about uh, what great vampires they think the other one is going to be and how good each other is going to taste. And then Way Hot walks in and Waverly asks Hot how long she's had that sexy little number in the closet. And she says she's been saving it for their one year anniversary, which I'm like, okay, so how long have they been together? Because Wynona was pregnant nine months ago. And the baby's get been gone for four months. Four months. So that would mean they're at a year already. Oh, right? Yeah. So I'm Break pulling that calendar. thread. Pulling out that thread. But she wasn't pregnant for the full nine months because there was that time jump with the clock guy. Remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So maybe it's not. But hmm. it's close. We'll anyway. Another time. So, you know how I like promptness. And then Nicole says, I love you, Waverly Earp, and nothing will ever tear us apart. But if it has to be something, at least it's hot European vampires. And Waverly says, I don't think I can watch you get eaten, which, come on, that line was begging to just have someone comment on. Your face. Uh, uh, I was like, oh, squeeze me. Um, I didn't even get it. And then she goes on to say that she wouldn't want to see her be a victim. And Nicole's like, no, I'm, she says it all weird. No, I'm not Mm -hmm. a victim. I'm a survivor. I'm the survivor. Yeah. What? Mm -hmm. And then the vampire guy starts a speech welcoming everyone. And he goes on about how he will return to save the place. And, um, Everyone will be there to witness it. And then Jeremy's just going on about how he's infatuated with Ebe. <laughs> Jeremy's living his best life in the vampire realm. <laughs> he looks so handsome too. Um, I put I said that the 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 guy in charge takes the mic, says something about ranch dressing, and Waverly's over it or because first pinks are riding up and Jeremy wants to um Jeremy approaches the girls. He looks handsome. You got to rock out with your not out. <laughs> Which is, you always say you got to rock out with something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You do. Uh, and then we're, you take in the basement of the gardener yeah, house. Yeah, so then they're in the basement, which I'm so surprised that they're in the gardener house that I couldn't, in my brain, I was like, there were somewhere downtown purgatory for this party. And then the casket was at the gardener house. And I'm like, how's that going to happen? How that did they get, get that the- casket to the gardener house? I don't know. Don't in the know. back of the, tr- no, I don't want to. We don't, we don't know. We don't know. But um, that would have been so, a funny scene to watch the three of them carrying a <laughs> casket with Winona in it. Looking heavy. <laughs> Dropping um, so. it in the snow five times. <laughs> come on. So Dolls finds Winona in the casket and he knocks and she's like, come in. And then he opens it and she gasps and she's like, holy shit, that was more cramped than the canoe I lost my virginity in. <laughs> and Winona says that um, the town has vampires, and but Dolls already knows that. And um, they also know how they got, he also knows how they got there. 
and um they can get to them he he can like kill them or whatever and by doing this and he takes out this um bbd vampire kit and it looks it's, all like it's I was fancy like, vampire killing kit <laughs> but it was like cheesy like kitschy um instructions and stuff and it was i was like, like you just what? got it at rei or something yeah i i, I, I didn't <laughs> understand what the fuck which makes me again think this better not be a fucking dream sequence because even the look on his face and he was all like cheesy about it and so then they decided to make some stakes out the, all they needed was stakes and they were going to make them out of the old chairs and so they carve points on all of the um all the gardener the family chairs yeah, right. That they had hanging up on the wall. They um, when he knocked on the coffin and she she just answered, "Come on in." I laughed so hard. <laughs> and then when she um, she looks at like what she's wearing and she's like, "I really hope Waverly oh, yeah. was the dr- one who dressed me," but the gloves are screaming, "Jeremy!" Jeremy. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> and then we're upstairs and Petra's talking about how all the VIPs should get into their area and then Waverly panics and is like, I'm not really an ERP. Uh, you know, should I go to the VIP area? I don't know mm-hmm. what I'm supposed to do. And Nicole's like, nobody's going to know. <laughs> Jeremy's like, do you think I could pass for an ERP? <laughs> they just look at him and they're like, uh, no, no. Um, and then they're going to, what they're really going to do is offer the VIPs up to Bolshar as tribute. And then Winona busts in saying, you can eat a dick. Um, <laughs> and somewhere in that scene, why not Winona? Melanie's <gasps> husband is an extra in that scene. And I've yet to figure out which one he is, even though I've seen really? photos of him before. Um, and in stories she's told, he's like staring right at the camera. He did like a horrible job in her opinion. As, <laughs> as an extra, he was just like, duh. And I still haven't that- figured out who it is. In the scene, this is where I feel like, and maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I felt like it was almost as if Waverly kept like getting, she was having like, she was, she could find, she could kind of see that something was wrong. You know, like she, it was almost like she was coming to, like she was popping out of whatever spell she was in. Did you notice that or not? Or no? Mm-mm. When she was like being carted off and she's like, something's not right. She goes, something's not right. Something's wrong. When I didn't the woman that. came up to her and was like, come on, come this way. And she's like, this isn't right. I don't remember that. Oh, okay. Um, well, so, but, but so yeah, in that, in that scene, she, so then she busts in and then Winona's like, Waverly, who's your favorite vampire? And she says, Petra. So that's who she kills first, or that's who dolls kills first. Right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then what I, what I realized there was that, so she so they killed Petra and uh-huh. then when Petra died the glimmer wore off of all the ones that she glimmered so that because I was like wait a minute how come Nicole glamored. is it glimmered or glamored <laughs> <laughs> I don't know but I just is that how that happened because I was like right because I'm like why did hot because all of a sudden hot like snaps out of it and picks up peacemaker and uh-huh. says erp and slides it over to her and I'm like wait yeah. a minute she was just glittered glimmered glimmered i think it's glimmer glamored hey google what does glimmered mean i should have really done this here's the definition of glimmer shine faintly with a wavering shine bright like a diamond i don't think that's how you say it okay she was glamored um 
my moon. Why Polly Pocket? (laughs) (laughs) My vampire knowledge is not up to par. Um, I never claimed. This is my disclaimer that I do not pretend to be a vampire expert. Anyway, so yeah, so that's how I was like, because I was so confused at like why Nicole's spell kind of was broken. But then I'm like, it must be whoever cast the glamoring when they died. We're such good nerds. Um, Anyway, so that was my take on that. And then then Waverly's like, that's my girlfriend, you blood-sucking bitch. And then stabs her because this other um, rock and roll vampire person tried to like um, glamour hot. And then Nicole's like, damn straight. And then Winona asks Jeremy where Doc is. And nobody knows. Like, where's he been this whole time? But we know he's been in the stripper bus. Mm-hmm. He has been in the stripper bus. And by the by, have you ever partied on a stripper bus? I don't think it had a stripper pole in it. But I've partied on a party bus. But I don't think it had a stripper pole. I think uh, I would have remembered that. Yeah. Good times. Just doesn't seem like there's enough room in a party bus there's to not. There do never a lot on the stripper pole. You know, everybody thinks that a party bus is just going to be this great experience, but typically it's just a lot of sweaty people sitting next to each other and then getting really super drunk. And then same with limos. Ugh. Limos are the worst. Limos are the worst. There's Who not a lot that? of room in there. They tell you about no, the time I'm I was not- in a wedding and I had to wear the dress I had to wear was a hoop <laughs> dress, like literal <laughs> fucking hoop, not even lying. And then we had to get in the limo. I, I have it. Oh, it was a hoop dress and I had white gloves. What? And the guys what wore top it, hats. 1974? 90s. Anyway. There is whose wedding? We need to make a phone. My call. best friend Carla, her sister. Anyway. Are they still married? No. <laughs> no, well. no, not to each other. Um, but the hoop dress, I had to get into the back of a limo. No. And no. you sit down Mm-mm. and it goes boing. boing. <laughs> You're a bell. It does. So you have to fold it down in half and hold it in place. Oh my God. That is ridiculous. And look at me right now. And then imagine me in an off the shoulder hoop dress. It was uh, it was like Southern Bell Bell of the Ball. Oh my God. Yeah. But it was sh- it was sh- royal blue satin. <sighs> Whoever would think, whoever would think a hoop dress would be a good idea. It looked Nobody. pretty fly at the time, but the hoop thing. No, it wasn't. It was the nineties? No, Anyways, stripper the bus. <sighs> Not enough room in the stripper bus. We've really gotten off the rails in this episode. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, do you want me to take it back? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so we're on the stripper <laughs> bus. <laughs> And the mystery vamp lady runs in and she's all like, everything's going to hell. They're killing everyone. And they have a moment and she tells him to stay here and um, she leaves. And then he gets out and he goes after her and shoots Mm -hmm. in the air and yells Countessa. And she says, you'll never take the shot. And she says, you don't have it in you anymore. No wonder why it left you to die. But he shoots anyway. And he, and he says, her, right? right. And he says, he, which doc doesn't miss, right? Well, that's what He's it, the best right. gunslinger in town. Um, and then he says he could never abide by her taunting. And she says she did come back for him. And now what? this is where I need to reveal for you, Casey. 
What? That you have seen this face before. Every time you went to vote for Mel for the awards for the CSA award. Uh-huh. Countessa was at the top of the screen. She was the, one of the actresses that was also up for, for the award. Real? Chantel Riley. She was at the top of the screen. Really? Mm-hmm. But I was cracking up. I'm like, you guys, Casey doesn't even know. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> it's another no actress in the running. Uh-uh. It's like a total no. Easter egg every single time you voted. I was laughing so hard. I loved it. I had no clue. So, okay. I thought there was something. Are we going to learn more about this woman? Or Maybe. No? Maybe. Oh, okay. Maybe. All right. Well, that's good. All right. Um, because I have my thoughts. Um, so anyway, it's closing time. And at the party everyone's getting ready to roll and dolls um comes in through the window and gets the last vampire that was about to take out no doc did did i say dolls you did i'm so sorry doc yes he rolls out through the window and um takes out one of the last vampires one of the two last vampires and um but it turns out the very last vampire is a dude under a tablecloth it's like hiding under a i don't know something. what was happening <laughs> and then all of a sudden all these guns get pointed at him and winona's like you you should have stayed in sweden abba abba and he goes i'm from hungary and he's she goes she's about to say hungary for a dit and then everyone's like winona enough you've already <laughs> said it once today winona yeah. come on you've met um, your quota well i mean it is a funny line i don't blame her um so (laughs) which i'll probably have to start saying more um so then she's like trying to find out about bolshar from this dude he's like the main dude or something he was the mc at the party and um he's like talking about a bunch of shit about the curse and whatever whatever and um why Bolshar's there again and yada 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 and then they decide not to shoot him and he freaks out and he's like i can't face uh Bolshar empty-handed and she's like well take him this and she blows her at her fist and she puts up her middle <laughs> finger like a big fuck you and um she goes and we're keeping this stripper boss so the dude had to go in front of the in front of Bolshar empty-handed and um talk about how he totally fucked up and whatever else and and Bolshar's like you're a piece of shit whatever he says I don't know but then what happened what was that that he put in his mouth and then he's oh my god I was like is that a Rocky Mountain oyster I don't know I don't know I what don't, it is. I have no answers. I don't know what but it, it was. It clearly made but an impression. It was the most disgusting. I was like, "Is that a um, mouse hairball? That's a what is is that oh, from when you clean out your washing machine and there's a big clump of dog hair in there? What is that? What was that? Well, obviously, it was not good because he made a face like this ain't tasty. No, no." <laughs> Two stars would not recommend to a friend. Would not. Mm-mm. And then we're at Shorty's. And Doc is looking at a tarot card, which turns out to be the lover's card. Oh, is that what that was? I had to pause and rewind a couple of times to really get okay. it. Yeah, it was the lover's card. And then um, and then he puts it back away in a special little box. Like he keeps a little box of his like special trinkets or something. Trinkets. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, did he put that in the cash register? But no, it turns out it was a little box. And then Winona walks in, wants a whiskey neat. And they toast to another day on God's green earth and victory against the vamps and to Alice. And then he kisses her. 
And she's like, what has gotten into you? And he says something he thought was lost. And she's like, well, welcome back, Doc Holliday. And then we see the gang is just all sitting in shorties, eating <laughs> Chinese takeout. And Wynona asks what it felt like to be glamored. And Waverly says, warm, tingly. Wynona says, like peeing in the shower. And they all kind of look at her. <laughs> and they're all full of blood and shit. And it's in their hair. And it's all over mm-hmm. their face. But they're just eating. Like, it's no big deal. Yeah, like, it's just whatever. They had time for takeout to arrive, but not to, like, take a no. wet wipe to their face. Never. Like, <laughs> never. There's never time for that. A wet wipe. A, something. Um, and Winona wants more drinks. And Doll's like, no, remember, you have to take Waverly home. And you have talking mm-hmm. to do. And they awkwardly, like, go to leave. Mm-hmm. And Winona asks if Hot is still working. And she's like, yeah, this one really shook her up. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to take this one because it's just a short one and I have a highlight. So then we're back at Pussy Willows Mm -hmm. and Nicole's at the crime scene, which hasn't been cleaned up yet. No, exactly. That's exactly what I thought. Been like 24 hours, right? Minimum. Mm -hmm. Because they were at a party at night. Mm -hmm. So when are the coroners coming? No. Are they on holiday? What's happening? It's purgatory. Um, so Dahl says, yeah, this uh, is a hard case and it's hard when there are no survivors. And Nicole says, that's just it. I'm starting to think there was a cult of Bolshar survivor once and it was me. Oh, my God. What? What? She's so normal. Yeah, that's what she's totally normal the whole time. Totally normal. She's been normal this whole time. She was our but one normal person. Has she been? Because she just show up out of nowhere into purgatory. Oh, whoa, whoa. What are you herself, saying about Hawk all now? All by herself. She doesn't what talk are you about accusing? parents. Oh. She doesn't talk about anybody. She, she literally has no ties to anybody. You watch your mouth. I'm not, I'm fine. I'm not saying anything naughty or bad. Can you bleep out the word naughty? Because, ugh. <laughs> I, I I'm not beeping word. out anything. I don't know when you become such a pro. Oh, God. I naughty and pussy willows. That's not. Okay. okay. Anyway. So now the so, truck is driving. Take it away. So the truck is driving and they're and Waverly's like joking and trying to guess about what they need to talk about. And are you pregnant? Oh, my God. No. And then she goes... Waverly or Winona goes, um, it's about mama and hands her a prison pass. And as Waverly says a prison pass and then looks up, it looks like as if they're going off the road and their truck is fucking turning over and they're in some sort of like crazy ass floaty thing was as the truck is turning over. And then it gets bright and Waverly is being dragged off by somebody and then pointing at the truck like somebody's still in there. Somebody's still in there and Waverly keeps getting dragged off. Okay, thanks for coming to our entire podcast. We're going to go watch the next She's one. She's bloody and screaming. God damn it. Capspoon5 from Twitter wants to know what you think about this whole cult of Bullshire thing with Nicole. What do you think is going to happen? What do I think is going to happen with the cult of Bullshar and Nicole? Nicole is something is going to flip in her. She's going to becoming a, um, oh, okay. She's going to become like 
not Nicole anymore. She's going to become like her alter ego or alter person, all like the other person that was the survivor. And then, um, and then she's going to get the band back together. Um, and then <laughs> I so thought you were really going start- somewhere with this for a minute. I'm like, no, I am the, like, you know, the, she's going to get the people from the cult back together oh. and she's going to, she's going to lead the cult. Oh, I did not see. I don't coming. know. Okay. I mean, that fair. Fair. Wow. I don't know what would happen than after I thought. that point, Jesus. but she's going to lead the cult. Okay. And um, so this Mary is a different Bolshar. cult than what Waverly was in or Willow was in, huh? I mean, how often do you get oh. two cults in one show? <gasps> is it the. Because Willow was in a different cult. What is she? Or it wasn't a Bolshar cult. It was called something else. How do we know? It was called something else. And that guy. So then she's going to, um, she's going to, the cult is going to be reactivated. um, And she's going to marry Bolshar. Okay. Jessa wants to know what your favorite outfit from 301 was. Jeremy sucks. Oh, that was cute. I thought it was so adorbs. And if I could pull off that, I a would tux? try it in a heartbeat. Yes. Oh, I never but took you for the tux kind of girl. Uh, I did like hot, sexy black number. Uh, did you? I wasn't a big fan of that. The shoulder pads. The shoulder. I, I looked at it. I oh, it had the whole Depeche Mode vibe. The, the party was very... 90s mm-hmm. yeah um, true. pearl wants to know your thoughts on how way hot has never really been shown on the show as having talked about the kiss or secret marriage like they mentioned it in the bed but they've like they've never really discussed like they've never um, discussed it hey and also pearl we miss you i haven't seen pearl around for a while we do miss you pearl um you know, that's really, that's interesting because when it was brought up, like they were joking back and forth about it. I was like, oh, we're in a place to joke about it now. Because I mean, the way that they said it too, it was kind of like, you know, um, well, even when they crossed over with the baby for the, like they were joking there too. Hmm. Yeah. Were they? When she was like, so how's that divorce coming Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Um, but they, yeah, they've never really talked about it, huh? Or they could have. What was the question? Uh, how do you feel about the fact that oh, they've never really it? seen it on screen being like talked about? Yeah, that's fine. I'm fine. With fine. It. We got other I mean, things to deal yeah. with. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to see them fighting. As long as they're making up, we're good. We're making out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, thanks for listening to Why Not. And you can find us on the Twitter at Why Not P. And you can also find us online at whynot.com. You can leave us a voicemail. You can leave us an email. And you can even buy us a drink. Bye. 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 You want to watch? You got I'm time? down for it. Only if you are. April of 2016, a TV show named Winona Earp debuted in the U.S. and Canada. Shortly thereafter, a fandom was born. 
and not just any fandom, and not just any fans. These fans call themselves Erpers. Welcome to This Erper Life, a podcast about the stories behind the fandom. I'm Anne. And I'm Kat. We're both Erpers, and we both wanted to know more about the show and fandom we love. Each week, we take a closer look at the stories behind the show and the fandom that celebrates it. So let's start talking about some songs. Tell That Devil, obviously, is, uh, is the, the um, opening title song. What was the search for that song like to, to find the, the, you know, essentially the anthem of this show? What was that process like? You don't know it's going to be an anthem, right? It's just like, okay, a theme song, right? Um, it can be anthemic. Uh, we certainly want it to be anthemic, right? Like, and I feel like in, especially recently, a lot of the art of the theme song has gone away in a lot of ways. Like there was a chunk of time where it was like the hot thing. Like you want a song playing over your opening, you know, minute and a half opening credit sequence. And then I found a trend of uh, title sequences just being like five, five seconds, like just a card. And it's like a ding, like a sting. So I kind of assumed that's where we were going, which I think would have been kind of a bummer, but they're like, no, 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 we want a song. And those meetings were fun too. Cause it was like, also, I didn't know what the images were going to look like. So it was kind of like, it's a fun challenge because it's like, yes, we're going to license a song for the theme song. But what does it look like? What is it? What's the vibe? What's the tone? Is there anything I can go off of? Not really. But we had, so I was like, we need a phone call. No, we had these great phone calls with all the producers and Emily. And I remember there was a lot of people on that phone call near the beginning. And I don't know. I remember it just being really like we want it to be you know driving um trying to remember because it was like five years ago um yeah I think it just needed to be like driving dusty edgy um it had needed some swagger singer-songwriter Jill Andrews so I just had been writing for a publishing company and um we had written a song. I'd, I'd gotten together with these two guys, um, Emery Dobbins and Matthew Mayfield, one day. We were just playing around, you know. We were writing a song, and um, Matthew was playing this really cool, like, swampy-sounding acoustic guitar part. And he was like, oh, that's really cool. I remember there was someone on the call who was like, oh, it'd be great if there was some kind of word in it, like gun or, like, devil. And, you know, sometimes... Sometimes lyrics and melodies come to you easier than others, but that day in particular, um, after we had just walked down to the corner gas station and gotten a six pack of beer, um, <laughs> uh, things were coming pretty smoothly, honestly. <laughs> so I, I just was like, I don't know, it, it, felt, it felt like the lyrics so that, that were eventually written. So I just, I, I remember immediately kind of being like you know and just like what do you guys think about this and they're like yeah that's cool that's really cool i reached out to a trusted colleague at a publishing company and i was like we're doing this new show this is the kind of thing we're looking for these are the kind of like references put some ideas together and send them to me from your catalog um because i knew they had some they represent represented some really great writers and so they sent me a playlist of like, I don't know, 10 or 12 songs. And it was kind of like, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. 
<laughs> Bingo. I just heard as soon as the first like three seconds came in, and I was like, this is the song. This is the song. This is the winner. We are done. The search is over. We are done. In my gut, in my heart of hearts, I was like, this is it. And I just kept playing it on repeat. And there's, this is it. This is the song. But I was also a little like, I knew that they wanted something maybe a little more recognizable. And anyway, so I I just, I don't know. I, I just knew, I felt like this was it. But <laughs> I can't just send one idea. I had to send a bunch of ideas. And so honestly, I was like, having not seen the images, like I, I don't know, I could be totally wrong. But I sent it off and yeah, it just, everyone seemed to gravitate towards it. Um, and, but no final decisions were made. It was kind of like, oh yeah, yeah this is okay, feeling this one. Um, that was Emily's favorite. I certainly remember that. And then they just kind of circulated it. And from what I hear, everyone they circulated it to just seemed to have the same response. Like, oh yeah, this sounds like the show. Yeah, this is great. That was the song. But then it was like, can, okay, can we do the deal? Right? It's like, there's so many layers. It's like creative. Yes. Get everyone on board. Check. Can we do the deal? Part of my job is like, I need to know we can do the deal before I even present the idea. Cause it's just like, why get everyone excited about something and then go, Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's not how I roll. So yeah, that's kind of how it came together. And we reached out to Jill's team and she has a couple of co-writers. So it was just like, let's make sure everyone's on board. And it really came together. Uh, we tried some music edits against picture and then we sent it to the, it's just a whole process, right? Like then the images for the opening title sequence were being created with the music. So that was kind of cool. And then the whole post-production process of in the mix, like adding the gun sound. And I remember sitting there listening to like the gun for like, an afternoon it was fun, but it sounded awesome. Like, louder, make it louder. That was, um, yeah, that was, I think that was Jordy's idea. One of the producers was like, what if we added a gun at the end? And then it was really, really exciting to do the callback to the song in season three, um, the acoustic version. That was really special. I, it's interesting. That was Emily's idea too. When, yeah, the episode where we find out about dolls. Yeah, that was a last minute creative call too. We were basically finished the episode. We had mixed it. It's like, great, you know, great job guys. You know, another episode in the can and Emily turns around. She's like, I have an idea. What if we change the theme song for one hour? episode and it's tell that devil but it's sad that is an amazing idea or no I, for, there was different ideas we were um we were talking about maybe having it played on like a cello or like have having rob like score a version but yeah there was she was like but what if we had jill make a sad cover and i was like this is an amazing idea how much time do i have <laughs> she's like you have like 24 hours so I'm like, okay, let me go make a phone call. And it was just like, okay, let's just, I don't know if I can pull this off, but I am certainly going to try. And so, yeah, like Jill was game. She did it. She fired it off in like 
oh my god she did that in like a day as a as an artist when you get a request to do something like that you just don't have a choice I, it's not like i was gonna say no you know i was the only one who could really fulfill that you know because it was it was me singing the original one it was like you know i i had written it there was a lot of heart and soul into it i mean i guess they could have gotten like Katy perry to do it but <laughs> but it just wouldn't have been the same so i was like okay i gotta do it no matter what i have going on honestly i did a lot of it myself i recorded a um yeah i played guitar and i sang and then i had one of my friends lucas morton he played keys on it i think he sang some harmony and he mixed it and it was done i mean it was like really really quick i think it was a friday this came up and we had until monday and yeah so she pulled it together and it was also that like bit of stress of like oh what if we don't like it what if it's it, like not working and in my head but not out loud just like there is always a what if but i i chose optimism it was like jill's gonna knock it out of the park and she did it came back and i pressed play and just i was speechless like i was just it was so good. Tell that devil to take you back. My heart went from red to black. Came up from LA. So then it was like she did the whole song. It was like, oh gosh, now we have to edit it into the the 30 second intro and then it was like we have to use the whole song somewhere i don't know where and emily was like i know where so um yeah bringing it back in in 12 was like oh my gosh it was just gutting it was just oh my god so that was that was just it was so exciting that happened and i couldn't wait for everyone to see it just it was so beautiful and heartbreaking. When a song can do that is, it's so magical. So yeah, we're, I'm so um, grateful to Jill for making that happen. Came around to watch me break.